following is a live copyrighted presentation. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time now for RadioLawTalk.com with your host, Frederick Penny, attorney at law. And now, RadioLawTalk.com. Welcome to this beautiful, beautiful day. We love rain. Uh, I'm Fred Penny, your host. This is the most interesting, exciting, and sometimes rarely informative radio show on earth. Uh, welcome our producer, Cal Hunter, Denise Dirks to my right. She is a uh, family law attorney. We've got Todd Kunin to my left, a former prosecutor for the DA's office in Tennessee and California, now has his own practice uh, doing criminal law. I am a personal injury lawyer out of California in Washington, D.C., and we have a lot of fun on this radio show. You can call us at 855-LAW-RADIO today, and maybe Cal will talk to you. He might not. Depends upon his mood. Um, remember, we're talking about general uh, legal topics. Uh, we're not giving any legal advice. Seek local counsel. If you are tired and or bored and you want to uh, have a, or have a quick nap, make sure you go to www.radiolawtalk.com. Play this music or something similar, and you could Inya would be good, an Inya song or you know Adele song. It's and, better than Nyquil. And you can read those. Uh, <laughs> you know, we might just do one of those. You know, you have book on tapes. Yes. You might do disclaimers on tape, and then oh, it'll, that... it, it'll just redo it over and over and over again. You know, the problem, the the only problem is. That if somebody were to listen to it while driving, exactly, <laughs> boom. Do not listen. <laughs> do not listen to the disclaimers while driving. Well, I think you'd be arrested for DUI yeah. or, or Dri- dri- driving the, driving under the influence of Radio Law Talk disclaimers. It's it's the new crime sweeping the That's nation. Exactly <laughs> but right. here's the good news: the officer who pulled you over would be standing there writing the ticket, That's and awesome. his eyes would start to sag. That's and droop, you know what? And maybe, right Cal, there. maybe we can make some money on. <laughs> This yes. by doing a like hypnoti- a hypnotism. It's thing. like it's like that scene from Star Wars where where he says these aren't the droids you're looking for. <laughs> you know they, they leave them alone. <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, what was that? Listen here, officer. You start playing it. This isn't the ticket you want to write. This isn't the ticket I want to write. That's exactly. <laughs> right. The driver is innocent. <laughs> I, was, I, I was traveling the speed limit. You were traveling the speed limit. In fact, you owe me an apology. I apologize, sir. If you can only see Denise's face, she's looking at the three of us, going, "Really? Yeah, she's." she's glazed over like it's like what <sighs> oh, I'm, I'm watching this big huge black bird that's out in the wetlands okay i'm excited about that we're going to talk about case or no case Makes we've got radio doesn't yeah, it? yeah we got radio this is great hey we're doing a case or no case that is the funnest thing we got three hours of it the first hour uh, we do at the beginning case or no case, second hour and third hour we get points for the case or no case, and uh, it's usually Cal trying to either trick us or tell us what a, a, about a real case. We got to determine the outcome of the case, and we're going to talk about uh, the, one of the most interesting lawsuits going on right now is to determine what a diet soda is, and we're going to discuss lawsuits and appellate decisions that are going down about determining what a diet soda is. Isn't that important in our society I'm, right now? I'm so glad that we're we're putting this into the courts and, and spending taxpayer dollars oh. on determining what a diet soda I'm so comforted by Tens this. of millions. <laughs> yes. And we're doing that. And then we're going to talk about the billionaire sexual battery case. Yeah, we're going to add more on that. That's going to be interesting. <laughs> R. Kelly's in the news again with another... Uh, 
problem he's having. We're going to talk about that. Epstein lawsuits. Uh, I don't think we're going to get to it, uh, but but maybe if we can get to it, we're going to talk about the George Zimmer- Zimmerman is suing Trayvon Martin's family for a hundred million dollars. We're going to discuss that, but uh, that that, we... that falls into the category of let it go. Yeah, the, the, the let it go yeah, lawsuits. Let it, let it go lawsuits. Yes. Yeah, I, yeah, who knows? That that's. An, that's I mean, I get his point, but you're right. Enough already, right? Yeah. 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 Oh no, we need more news like that. That that Epstein and the new billionaire uh, sexual battery cases. All right, Cal, let's roll a case or no case scenario. Now it's time to play case or no case. Yay! All right, here we go. I'm going to take you now to Wisconsin, where Doug Borgeson was doing a little remodeling for his lovely bride out in the barn. And it involved putting up a 4x4 up there. And he stuck his nail gun up there at a weird angle at the tippy top of the ladder, barely fired the nail. And as he did, the gun slipped out. He grabbed it by the pneumatic hose and apparently that grip. The gun fired. Next thing he saw, he looked at his chest and saw a nail doing a little up and down as his heart beat. Oh, Oh, gosh. So he drove himself to the hospital, figuring he'd get there more quickly than waiting for the ambulance, which he did. And by the time Susan Borgensen found out and drove herself to the hospital to be with Doug, she was irritated and miffed. She asked, how could a nail gun go off in my husband's heart? Her brother-in-law, Ryan Borgensen, was a personal injury attorney. So she sought his counsel, asking somehow if the nail gun manufacturer could be liable for this hideous accident. And so I ask you, Mr. Fred Penny, since yes. this is kind of up your street, as it were, case <sighs> or no case? Uh, what if I should give a put a, a disclaimer on this or <laughs> do some sort of a uh, safety disclo- position? Oh, no, a disclosure, <laughs> but I know about this case. So the answer is it is a case. I shouldn't have told the two of you about this, but uh, it is a case, and he did win. Uh, the issue is, is, well, look, is it foreseeable? Is there negligence issues? From what I remember, I, I'm not quite sure, but I thought he did win the nail gun. I'm trying to think of the theory that they they were going on. But the question, the big issue is, is that foreseeable that's going to happen? Uh, I, maybe. Uh, are they negligent in the way they manufactured or produced it? There's multiple uh, areas of uh, issues there. Or then there's warnings issues, whether or not they gave proper warnings uh, to the uh, consumers of how to use it. Don't you know, let it fall. Don't grab it by the hose. It'll shoot you in the heart. And uh, so that's that's what I'm, I'm going to go with that. I can go on and on, but uh, Mr. Cunin, what say you? Is. is this a case or is it nay a case? You know, I, I I'm hearing all of this and I'm thinking of the song from the '80s by Bon Jovi that shot up the charts, shot to the heart, and you're to blame, <laughs> darling. You give, and I'm going to say, nail guns a bad name, bad name, and that's what happened. It? Shot to the heart, right, and you're right, to right, blame. There, you yeah, go. Right, there we go. Right, so, right, right. anyway, that's what happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What people are turning off right now. Dogs are barking in the background. So, yeah. Class is breaking. <laughs> She's going to keep pushing it. Yeah. Are, yeah, I, I, I got to go with Fred because if it look, this is in his wheelhouse, and he says it's a case, and that the plaintiff wins. I'm going to say it probably comes down to something along the lines of there needs to be a safety mechanism in place. My understanding is those guns are only supposed to work if the pressure right. exists when you put it up against the piece of wood that you're nailing, and once it senses the pressure, then the gun will fire. If it's not there, then there's an internal safety that won't let it 
that, that won't let the nail fire. That's right. And if this thing fell out of his hand and he went to go grab it, it means that it fired in such a way that there was no pressure there to allow, even if it was bang, bang, it, it, and so there was a... Or the a, safety release was right up against his chest when he grabbed it, which is possible. It could have been, but if the safety release is up against the chest when he grabbed it, uh, you said he didn't He didn't grab by the trigger, he grabbed by the hose, well, right? Well, I, I said, and, and apparently by the handle, apparently, is what yeah. I said, because, so, you know, he said he got it by the hose. Yeah, right. so I, I, th- I think it's just a failure of the safety mechanism. That's why. It, and hmm. I don't know how you're going to do this if you, if the bonus points, since we're all going to agree with Fred, if the bonus points are because we guessed the right theory of liability, but... Well, yeah. Ms. Dirks, we have about a minute. Do you want to take your chance or do you want to wait? It's up to um, you. Well, I need to think through this one. Uh-oh. Um, my stepdad was involved with nail guns up in Alaska during the 80s. And then he got out of it really quickly. Hmm. So I'm thinking there's some... Something to that. Maybe this is why. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like she's doing a teaser for the next hour. He, he, didn't, next... he didn't get the nail in the heart, though. I know that for a fact. Okay, so, Denise, we're, about, we're out of time. You're going to tell us after the break what your scenario is after you look it up on Google, right? <laughs> I'm not touching my phone. All right, we'll be back. And then we're going to talk about a little sticky questions about Dr. Pepper, Diet Dr. Pepper. We'll be right back. Stay tuned. There's more Radio Lot Talk coming right up right here. Don't go away. All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. If you're one of those independent people who wants your own business and you love food service, we just might have a great opportunity for you. Iceberg Drive-Ins. Iceberg is famous for its thick shakes and delicious food. We lend you our supply chain and expertise, and you can potentially have a thriving, successful, fun business that your customers will love. Iceberg Drive-Ins has some prime areas available right now, so if you're interested, get in touch with us right away. Go to icebergdrivein.com and click on the Contact Us button. Iceberg Drive-In, ready to grow with you. Jason Ross back here with Fred Penny, managing attorney from Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers. Now, Fred, what type of cases are you dealing with now, and what sets you apart? Jason, we help people with all types of personal injury cases. We're former insurance company trial lawyers. We understand the other side, which gives us a distinct advantage over our competition. Remember, we don't get paid unless we win. That's Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers with locations throughout California. For a free consultation, go to pennylawyers.com or give them a call 1-800-616-4LAW. That's P-E-N-N-E-Y lawyers.com. This is Denise Dirks. We can represent clients in divorce, legal separation, child and spousal support, custody, termination of parental rights, step-parent adoptions, guardianships, and even conservatorship matters. Call 1-877-886-7186 for a consultation. The law offices of Denise L. Dirks provide family law services in Northern California. When the law affects your family, call 877-886-7186. The family of attorneys at Denise L. Dirks is here to help. Hi, I'm Frederick Penny of Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers. I bet you're tired of hearing lawyer commercials. So just relax and listen to music for a few seconds. When you or a family member has been injured, call 800-616-4LAW or see us at pennyandassociates.com. See, that wasn't so bad. Not all law firms have extensive experience in all areas of the law. 
It's wise to look for firms that have knowledge and understanding in your particular area of concern. So go to ProLawFirms.com. They have listings of attorneys in key areas of practice, such as family law, estate planning, personal injury, bankruptcy, and so forth. When you're looking for a lawyer that has extensive experience in your particular area of need, go to ProLawFirms.com. That's ProLawFirms.com. ProLawFirms.com is not a law firm and does not endorse or recommend any specific law firm. I've got to get my car washed. This dirt, it just won't do. But I don't have no time today. I don't know what I do. Man, I know this place right down the road. Quick, quack, car wash. Hop inside, let's take a ride and watch this cat and shine. Just come and see, I guarantee your ride will steal the show. Come on, quick, quack, car wash. Don't drive that dirty car. Quick, quack, car wash. They'll have you looking sharp. I knew I had a problem, but I didn't know what to do about it. I tried counting calories, I took pills, eating and eating, and then more eating. I really wanted to stop, but nothing could make me stop. At one point, it was so bad that I just felt like giving up. I felt so alone. Like nobody else could possibly understand. We understand. We're Overeaters Anonymous, and we have helped thousands of people just like you. People who want to stop their compulsive eating and start living a healthy, rewarding life. Overeaters Anonymous, help me get my life back. Now I eat in a way that's healthy and good for me. I never realized what I was missing out on. With OA, I am living again and loving it. Start living the life you deserve with help from Overeaters Anonymous. Find us on the web at oa.org. All that's down. This is Radio Law Talk. We're back to Denise. Dirks is going to opine on the nail gun in the chest with the actual um, uh, nail gun that falls out of this individual's hand by the name of Doug Borgson. Borgson, yes. Borgson, uh-huh. and he actually grabs it by either the handle or by the hose, and it shoots him in the heart. So, Denise, what say you? I say that it's the case, and I do believe that it was a design defect. And a lot of people were sued. It wasn't just the, gun manu- or the nail gun manufacturer, but it was also the one that sold the gun. It's the one that designed the gun. It's, you know, all these people were involved in it. And I believe that he recovers. Okay, so you said plaintiff wins. You say Fred. And all there's three two of plaintiffs, us. too. All, all three of us say plaintiff There's two wins. plaintiffs. It's the husband and wife. All right. But so, but you say that's how this all – and all of three of you said basically the yeah, same the thing? The same thing? Oh, boy. Well, you know, that's really interesting Uh-oh. to me. I'm really glad that you did because this is such an interesting case. Oh, no. Fred is correct. There is an actual – like a class action case where this oh. filed. You know what's interesting about this one, though? This one wasn't it. <laughs> oh, it was a fake case. Oh, man. Let me tell you the story. Okay. No case was ever filed because the nail missed his left descending artery by less than an inch. And had it hit the widowmaker, Ms. Borgeson would have actually have been a widow right now. But the fact is, Doug didn't even bleed any more than a small amount. And so Ms. Borgeson decided to be thankful for her blessings and be glad that Doug lived through the whole ordeal. Her brother-in-law was disappointed, thought he had a real rainmaker of a case, you know. But uh, it was not, and cooler heads prevailed. So unfortunately, for those of you who thought this was a lead pipe cinch case, 
This particular, and again, there have been others filed, but not in this one. It was a no case. So zeros wow. across the board, a cow skunker. Next, but he, so he tricked us. Go ahead, next. Next what? time, I'm going to take you into the National Basketball Association arena, literally and figuratively. Well, that's an exciting one. That's, that's, that's going to be our, our next, next one. case. Everyone will grace. And that's for this hour. That's bye-bye. Here's bye-bye. Okay. Good job, Cal. You Good tricked job. us again. But it was a little bit of trickery. Well, a little bit of strategery, too. No strategy on my part yes. to put something that seemed obvious, but, you know. Yes. So, okay. All right. There you go. If those of you guys want to play along at home, 855-LAW-RADIO, you know what? A lot of people don't want to go on the air. I've heard people say that, oh, yeah, I'd like to... Uh, do it, but I don't want to go on the air. Well, call Cal anyway, and uh, he'll just say what you what you're uh, what you want to do, or or tweet us. I'll give you your answer for you. It's no problem. Yeah. I'm here yeah, to help. Do yeah. whatever you want. Yeah. You know what? So there is diet. I, I love a lot of diet drinks, unfortunately. And the the situation is there's a number of class action suits. Uh, well, class actions. There's a number of suits. Uh, actually, it's by a, a couple of individuals that keep uh, by an uh, uh, individual by the name of Jack Fitzgerald brings a number of these cases against Pepsi for Diet Pepsi. Diet Dr. Pepper's in a lawsuit right now. Um, and and the, the whole issue is, is using the word diet before Dr. Pepper, Pepsi, etc., Coke, whatever, um, is that misleading to the consumers? And there's a number of issues about, you know, false advertising, et cetera, et cetera. And these lawsuits have been flying around to determine, does diet really mean diet? Or are you deceiving the people to think that they're going to, number one, lose weight when you see the word diet next to the to Dr. Pepper or Pepsi or Coke? Or is it just a generic term? And that's what's been going on in the courts. Um, on January 27th, the U.S. Court of Appeals for the second circuit found that diet in the context of diet coke did not mean weight loss but instead fewer calories let me repeat that in june 27th of this year the u.s court of appeals of the second circuit found something hasn't gone to the supreme court that just because it says diet it doesn't mean weight loss it just means fewer calories so what Mr. Fitzgerald argues is, okay, then why don't they just put zero or fewer calories instead of the word diet? And so it's interesting here that this is now before the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals, and why I bring this up is one of the lead judges there is Judge Jay Bybee, who I know. Oh. Judge Jay Bybee actually went to my same law school, and I have been involved, and he has come and spoke to a number of groups that I, lawyer groups I've been part of, and he's one of the interesting ones here. And it gets very personal, these cases, as in not in a negative way, but Judge Bybee talks about how his wife likes a lot of the different, uh, and he, yep, he's from Idaho. Uh, yeah, right. I was going to say Bybee is an Idaho name. Who could yeah. have been harmed by this and how is the real question. When you go out after this stuff, you're just looking for a quick buck as a lawyer. Who's harmed by it? That's the question. Well, what's happening is apparently people are being bamboozled into thinking they're going to lose weight or won't gain weight because it says diet. Now, the, the first thing I noted down, and I circled it really big, I said diet. It's a phrase used ge- generically. And, and, and how long has the word diet been coming around? So uh, some of the judges are saying, <clears throat> you know, it's common sense, you know. Um, you know, people are going to argue, you know, one, you know one, one person, argue, one lawyer argues, well, it's common sense that, 
uh, that they're going to think that they're going to lose weight because it says diet. And others say, well, it's common sense. They know they're not that just because it says diet. It's a general term. I'll have a double cheeseburger, the cheese fries, and a diet coke. I mean, right? That that's an argument. Like one of my one of my orders. You know? No, it does. <laughs> that's an argument. Is you're doing it not necessarily for the diet part. You just like the flavor of the and diet. You're, and you're saving a calorie or two. And, right? and, and, and let, let me put this out here. Let me, let me say this. What if you could make the argument that the claim diet under the theory that diet means either you won't gain weight or you, you won't lose weight or you, at a minimum you won't gain weight. Let's assume that that is a legitimate definition. Well, here's the nutritional value of diet Dr. Pepper. Total fat, zero. Total sodium, 100 milligrams. Total carbohydrates, zero. Total sugars, zero. Total calories, zero. The claim is true. Calories, 3,500 calories equals one pound, okay? If you are consuming something that has a zero caloric value, you might not lose weight, but you're not going to gain any weight because of that. So how is it false? You know what? The courts are saying, they're saying that that they, they turned it on the plaintiff in this case and saying... Well, no, you haven't even proved that aspartame, which is in that, causes any weight gain. Yeah. I mean, sh- prove that to us. And he's saying, oh, yeah, I do. But there's no proof, according to the courts, that says that we're going to gain weight. You know, okay, maybe you – so, in other words, they're, they're reversing it on him. So, sure. uh, you know, it's about what a reasonable consumer will do. I'm going to follow up a little bit on this because it goes into labeling. And then we're going to talk about uh, the billionaire uh, gets hit with another punitive damage uh, case. See ya. Radio Law Talk continues in just a moment right here. Don't go away. All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. Hi, my name is Lily. My mom and dad used to fight about money all the time. Then one day, I heard them talking about this guy. Some uncle I never knew calls Uncle Sam. Well, they say this Uncle Sam guy wanted them to pay him like a gazillion dollars. And they didn't have a gazillion dollars. So they called this company they heard on the radio called The Tax Doctor. And The Tax Doctor worked with Uncle Sam's people. I think they're called the IRS, and they're able to work it out so my mom and dad didn't have to pay Uncle Sam very much money at all. So now mom and dad are happy, and I'm happy too. Thanks, tax doctor. If you owe $10,000 or more to the IRS or state, call now and pay less. 800-263-2610. 800-263-2610. That's 800-263-2610. Warning, don't let your business get left behind in what is likely to be the biggest economic boom in recent history. If you need to build for your business to grow, call General Steel today for a pre-engineered steel building designed for your needs. No wasted space. Steel prices are expected to rise, but you can still lock in your price on a General Steel building. And you can still save as much as half the cost and time of conventional construction. As much as half. But you must call now. If you need a church building, office, warehouse, 
warehouse, manufacturing space, retail space, or more. Call General Steel today. You can still get the General's 50-year structural warranty and General Steel quality, all at a price you can afford. So don't let rising steel prices put your project out of reach and stop you from making your company great. 800 617 9312. 800 617 9312. That's 800 617 that uh, the, these diet artificial sweeteners uh, uh, cause weight gain, and, and therefore uh, they're throwing these out left and right. But there's another there's another one right now going that we're talking about right now that's going through the Ninth Circuit. Go ahead, Tom. So, so this is going to turn on word smithing, the technical terms. But there are studies out there that show that weight gain is quote, associated with diet beverages. There's a couple that show that over an eight-year period, folks that consume diet beverages were twice as likely to be overweight or obese after eight years. And so it's associated. But what they point out is that technically speaking, for the from the science, there's a difference between being associated with and causing. And I think the judges are looking more at the you know, causation. I hit you, you bruise. That's causation. This is just an association. It's hard to prove, and there's nothing that has proven that ca- cause and effect. Cal? As a former super fatty, and yes, I, I'm one of those people that's dumped a whole load of weight in my you know, few years back. I can tell you that diet soda is something that you do thinking in your brain that you're somehow compensating and that the weight loss means, well, since I didn't have a sugary soda, I can eat more stuff over here. Yeah, just, just mentally. Just food by doing so. Yeah. It yeah. does? No, no, no. I, yeah, I agree yeah. I mean, totally ha- with him. That was, that was what I was going to say. Having lived that, that just, I think, is probably a normal reaction. Yeah. yeah. So here's an interesting uh, argument for Dr. Pepper that, that is fighting this against this individual. And this is a great argument, and I think this is they're going to win on this also. Uh, they note that Congress approved the continued use of diet, the word diet, on soda labels when it passed the Nutrition Labeling and Education Act of 1990. Mm-hmm. So their argument is the government's already gone through this and looked at it and is allowing this with these type of aspartame stuff in it to put the word diet on it. Therefore, that alone... You know, I throw the case out. And so these cases are just finishing up. This is kind of the, the end of the cases. But the second court, I mean, the second circuit has found on all these other cases that are being thrown out. Don't forget, this is just another one we're talking about, that there's nothing in any advertisement either that promises weight loss. I am waiting for them to amend the lawsuit to claim that in the case of Diet Dr. Pepper specifically... Which is the best stuff the, in the, the world, by the, the way. That, oh, the, that the use of the prefix doctor is somehow <laughs> instilling in the public that this has a, meta, a, a, a claim that has a basis in medical fact and that there is no, indeed, do, Dr. Pepper and that it's practicing medicine without a license... That's how frivolous I think these lawsuits are. Now, let's see. I'm almost positive. I'm not 100%, so don't quote me on it. But I think I'm – because I went back to the original Dr. Pepper factory in Texas. 
that originally it was meant to be like a medical thing they thought. It was made by a pharmacist. Yeah, by a, a pharmacist. Named Dr. Pepper. Yeah, yeah, it was a pharmacist yeah, yeah, thought that yeah. it would be good for you and help you out. And, and that's why it had the, the dials like 2, 12. 10, and, 2, and 4. Drink 1 at 10, drink a 2, that's 10, right. 4. Right, you can right, tell right. Cal knows exactly yeah. what's going on I'm with diet. You, I'm, I'm a, a, I was a Dr. Pepper junkie, and oh. I haven't had one in five years now. Oh, so. we're going to get him one. Oh, Pro- probably, oh, no, no, don't do it. Don't do it, man. Probably the best argument for weight gain is are the studies that show that when you consume any diet beverage, it does tend to cause the body to produce and secrete insulin, which is in response to sugar. So if your body is making insulin to counteract the sugar that it thinks you're taking in, but you're not taking in, insulin then causes your body to... You're storing fat. You're either either burning the sugar that you've consumed, and if you aren't, then you're storing fat. So This is radio law and diet talk. Yes. So that's what we're talking about right now. And we'll all be hungry by the end and have to eat a hamburger. (laughs) I was hoping for another donut, darn it. (laughs) Donut, darn it. Donut, the diet Dr. Pepper, yes. Okay, guess who we... (laughs) Let's let's transition from Dr. Pepper to billionaire case. This is an odd situation that we've been talking about. I mean, how do we not? This is a car wreck on the side of the road that you can't help stopping or turning. Don't do it. Don't drive on there and drive on the freeway sometime when there's an accident and tell yourself, don't look. It's like you're like, ah, got to look. That's what this is all about. This billionaire that gets hit. We just noted with an eight point five million dollar verdict. What a week or two ago? Yes, eight point two five million. Eight point two five yep. million, and now, by the way, he didn't show up to court. Let me let me back up. Okay, I want to set the stage here. There's a billionaire that's been sued for sexual harassment, sexual battery. Um, he is an heir of the Coca-Cola distributorship. Um, that's different than Coca-Cola distributorship. Maybe Dr. Pepper. Uh, yeah, I mean, not Dr. Pepper uh, <laughs> company, and. Uh, he's worth over a billion dollars, supposedly, and apparently he's groping women and having these issues. It's not just that. His bizarre antics in court are what are what's throwing. He's doing all kinds of weird yeah, things. Yeah, well, he's doing weird things in, in the workplace, and he's doing weird things in court as well. But in the workplace, this is the third lawsuit against him for for sexual um, uh, battery, battery yeah. and for also creating a... What is it called? Hostile, Hostile, Hostile environment. environment. Thank you. So, with the, his name is Alki David. Yeah. And Alki David um, was trying to represent himself. He had attorneys that were representing his businesses, doing the best they can. And then he started to act out in court. Sure, he ran right up and groped the judge. What? No. Oh. no. You were waiting for that. I one. was. I was. He had the drum. <laughs> <laughs> no, but he's done bad things in court. He, When he's representing himself, he often says things that are objectionable. He's doing things that are not common. He acted out in discovery by not doing discovery, not giving the information. So then he can't defend himself. And he's got sanction after sanction after sanction monetarily. Let's talk about that point. That's a very important point, Denise. He argues, of those of you who are following this, he'll argue, the judge doesn't allow me to say my side or give my point or, or give my arguments. What What isn't brought out in many of the articles and when people talk about it is there are these rules you have to follow prior to trial. You have to give over certain documents and discovery. You have to show up for your deposition and give a deposition. If you don't do that, 
the court can basically kick you out of the case. Well, what happens is that the um, the plaintiffs have to bring a motion to compel. Mm-hmm. And once they bring a motion to compel, either the responses to discovery or the deposition um, or answers to discovery, and he doesn't do it, then didn't. they then they can bring what's called issue preclusion sanctions. So not only did he have issue preclusion sanctions where he can't basically defend himself and he can't raise certain arguments because he didn't present the evidence to the other side, uh, but he's gotten monetary sanctions for this misuse of the discovery process. Right. So that was a good – she laid it out for us perfectly. Thank you, Denise. What I'm trying to bring up is this. So the verdict came down. For $8.25 million. now the punitive damages are only against him personally. So now the lawyers stepped out, and the only ones that there was uh, – the lawyers stepped out because the ones that represent his business, they are not being sued for punitive damages, only him personally. Therefore, there were no counsel. There was no defend, defendants at the table at the time. And so the verdict came out, Todd, what is the number? It's 50 five zero million dollars. It was the exact amount that they were asked that the plaintiff was asking for, six times the amount of the underlying case. Punitive damages. Wow, that's a no, lot. not it's not trouble. It's punitives. Punitive damages right. are designed to act as a way of making somebody that makes a lot of money um, or has a lot of money really making pay it for hurt. their crime. Making it hurt. Yeah, yeah. It, it's 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 supposed to be a big, huge deterrence to that type of behavior in the future, wow. and it's based upon the um, amount of money that the defendant actually makes. And you know what's yes. interesting? Yeah, and us as, us as lawyers, it's it's not very often that the jury gives the exact amount that the plaintiff is asking for. It's always usually going to be, not all the time, but it's going to be, okay, we'll split the baby in half or, or, or do something, you know, maybe take 20% off. They gave the whole amount. And the funny thing about this, this jury d- took less than an hour to determine the, the punitive damages. Million. So total, between the three cases That's now... unusual. Denise, between the three cases, how much does he owe? Seventy-four million. Seventy-four yeah. million right now. Those and are it's the three, three cases. Three cases, yeah. Three yeah. cases he owes over seventy-four million. And guess what? You know that. And most of that is because of his misconduct. Right. All right. of it is because of his right. misconduct. Could, could be could be crazy like a fox though. Could be crazy like know. a fox because. I'd be interested to see if he retains an attorney to come in and file an appeal based upon misconduct on the part of others reacting to what he did. We'll see what happens. Now, we have to say his side. He claims this is a fabrication and he didn't do this. So you have to throw out both sides. That's what we do. But we'll see what happens. We're going to come back and talk about R. Kelly. He's in trouble again. There's more. uh, There's a bribery uh, claim against him by the government. It's in New York. I guess New York, right? New York's coming after him. So uh, this guy, huh, it's, I, yeah. anyway, interesting. We're going to talk about that. Talk about Epstein. We'll be back. This is Radio Law Talk on your favorite radio station and, of course, streaming live on radiolawtalk.com. All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. Know someone with a drinking or drug problem? Learn how to get sober after we share these stories. I was 35 with two beautiful children when my life and addiction started to spiral out of control. After my divorce, I went into a depression cycle and started drinking more often and 
using prescription drugs. After my second DWI and arrest, my ex-husband threatened to take our children away from me. I was 17 when I became addicted to heroin and meth. I thought I could quit on my own, but I couldn't. It hit me when I was arrested. Get sober now. Your private insurance may cover costs and we'll get you here. It's simple. Just call Elite Rehab Placement right now. Please, don't wait. Your life matters to us. 800-918-1376 That's 800-918-1376 Not all law firms have extensive experience in all areas of the law. It's wise to look for firms that have knowledge and understanding in your particular area of concern. So go to ProLawFirms.com. They have listings of attorneys in key areas of practice, such as family law, estate planning, personal injury, bankruptcy, and so forth. When you're looking for a lawyer that has extensive experience in your particular area of need, go to ProLawFirms.com. That's ProLawFirms.com. ProLawFirms.com is not a law firm and does not endorse or recommend any specific law firm. This is Denise Dirks. We can represent clients in divorce, legal separation, child and spousal support, custody, termination of parental rights, step-parent adoptions, guardianships, and even conservatorship matters. Call 1-877-886-7186 for a consultation. The law offices of Denise L. Dirks provide family law services in Northern California. When the law affects your family, call 877-886-7186. The family of attorneys at Denise L. Dirks is here to help. If you're one of those independent people who wants your own business and you love food service, we just might have a great opportunity for you. Iceberg Drive-Ins. Iceberg is famous for its thick shakes and delicious food. We lend you our supply chain and expertise, and you can potentially have a thriving, successful, fun business that your customers will love. Iceberg Drive-Ins has some prime areas available right now, so if you're interested, get in touch with us right away. Go to icebergdrivein.com and click on the Contact Us button. Iceberg Drive-In. Ready to grow with you. Many women have so many clothes in the closet, but then we go to get dressed and find we have nothing to wear. Ah! We've all been there. We all want to be comfortable and fashionable at the same time, and it's difficult to find clothing that makes that task effortless. But at Letty and Company, you can find trendy, comfortable clothing that is affordable, things you'll want to wear every day. Shop with a purpose online with free shipping. Just go to lettyandcompany.com. LettyandCompany.com. I am Cameron Levitt, Chief Operating Officer of Concussion Medical Clinic. California's first concussion medical clinic is now open. As concussions increase each year, there has never been a greater need for concussion specialists. Our physicians at Concussion Medical Clinic are board certified in pediatric neurology and sports medicine and have partnered with universities, hospitals, and rehab clinics to expedite the recovery process. Simply put, we are elevating the standard of care. When you need an expert concussion opinion or concussion care, visit concussionmedicalclinic.com. Infectious diseases spread by pests like malaria, Zika, and Chagas disease are causing a worldwide health crisis. Fortunately, here at home, we don't face the same level of threat, but we shouldn't let our guard down. Mosquito-borne diseases like West Nile virus and Zika are impacting communities across the U.S., and Lyme disease spread by ticks is on the rise. Whether around the world or just around the block, get the facts you need to protect your family at PestWorld.org. A public service message from the National Pest Management Association. Is this real life? 
to get back to Radio Law Talk on RadioLawTalk.com and on your favorite radio station. Yeah, this is real life for R. Kelly. Uh, you know, I, I don't follow R. Kelly, I'll be honest with you, but he's a rapper. Those of you who are over 50 listening to this, uh, our broadcast, and he has had quite a few girlfriends in the past, and some supposedly underage, and uh, he has just been brought uh, uh, brought forth for a bribery uh, claim that he illegally, this is alleged, obtained a fake ID for his underage girlfriend. It's Aliyah? Aaliyah? And, and Aaliyah, Aaliyah yeah, 1994, yeah. and they're bringing it now. Now, this was a, apparently she was a singer also, and she died in a plane crash, but he, he got married to her for a very short time. But they're, they're, they're at, the allegations are that she was 15 at the time, even though he got some ID for her that said she was 18. And this is all coming out from, from a documentary. Isn't that correct? A documentary that... Uh, that this, Surviving R. Kelly is yeah, what it was called. Yeah, and this, uh, Demetrius Smith was yeah. apparently a former tour manager, and he brought this information up, and so now they're... They're pursuing, again, I don't understand the situation. So the allegations are that R. Kelly bribed a clerk to get her fake ID that showed she was 18. I get that. Then they went to Illinois, and in Illinois they got married and used that fake ID. But here's the question I'm asking. Then her parents found out about the marriage, and she... Got, and uh, they annulled the marriage right. because they could prove she was underage. Okay, now here's the question, Denise, because you do family law. What is there a statute of limitation here? I, or, or this is family law and this is a criminal case, that, too. That's that's what I was looking at. Look, this is 1994, Four, yeah. and they've known about this since 1994. You know, they, you know that people knew about it because the parents got it annulled. So they know that it was a, it was a fake ID and all this. So the question is, at what point in time... Does the statute of limitations kick in? Because we're talking about an offense that's, what, 25 years old? Yeah, yeah well, the off- they didn't know about it because uh, R. Kelly was not connected to it until this um, tour manager admitted that he and R. Kelly did it together. Oh. So that's when they found out and discovered the crime. So that was a recent discovery, but still... I wonder what the statute of limitation is for getting a fraudulent ID in New York. Right? Absolutely. I mean, they might not have known that R. Kelly was there, but certainly, certainly when they start to go peel the onion on the marriage in Illinois and they say, okay, well, what documentation was provided to show that she was 18 years old? Well, this was, okay, that's not real. And so they know that it's not real. They know that there was an ID. It's got to go back. Then the question is, well, where did Aaliyah get this? And unless she told her parents who were getting the marriage annulled, I got it on my own somehow at the age of 15. I knew how to go to New York and and get it from this individual who was able to procure it because it looked like an authentic. This wasn't one of those IDs, my understanding, that is one of those fakes you go by from a forger who can make it. This was a legitimate ID ID issued by the government. By the government, just because by a of a, clerk somewhere. By a clerk somewhere, yeah. and and I would think that they would have some way to go back and look at who issued it, what were the conditions that were issued, what documentation was provided, and and all of that goes into this. If law enforcement knew or reasonably should have known, there's a statute of limitations. Fraud. There's a statute of limitations, and then there's also uh, the right to speedy prosecution and. and if the government knows about something, they can't just sit back and, 
wait 25 years to prosecute it if they know about it. And so he may have an argument that, yeah, you guys just kind of sat back and did nothing, but you constructively knew about it. So this might maybe he has a defense that this gets tossed on speedy trial grounds. This could be fraud. Right. Fraud is against the government. And a lot of states, I don't know if New York does, but a lot of states have a discovery tolling period. So that means that the statute of limitation actually is extended to a period of time until the fraud, the actual fraud is discovered. And perhaps that's what's at play here. I I don't know, but it seems like it's criminal. And I don't know if there's a criminal discovery tolling. Well, here's here's my issue, too. So my issue, and again, we're not all here sticking up for R. Kelly, but we're looking at the law and looking at the issues here. What about she's not here anymore? She's gone. Is she going to testify, or does R. Kelly need her to testify? What if she was there and said, no, I'm the one that went and got it. It had nothing to do with R. Kelly. He doesn't have that defense now. He can't can't use that. And that's one of the reasons we have statute of limitations. exactly right. And not only that, um, Mr. Smith is saying this happened or he talked to her about it. I don't know the details of what the two of their interaction was, and that is with the 15-year-old, but could some of that be hearsay? She's no longer here, but 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 it's hearsay. I don't know. I, I would think a good portion of this will be documentary. Let's remember that one of the exceptions to the hearsay rule, the business records exception, for example, <laughs> if, if there is a notice by the clerk or by the person that is responsible for keeping the records and can do that, and they stamp their seal of approval that says this is a record that is kept in the normal course of business, it can be admitted, and then it's up to R. Kelly to rebut it. And if it comes in and says, okay, so here's the document, this is what was filled out, this is what was presented, this is what was given, I would think that R. Kelly might shouldn't be the only person facing some sort of liability here. If they can find the clerk that was bribed, that person should be facing liability as well because they've defrauded the government just as much as R. Kelly did by taking money and issuing a license that wasn't correct. Yes, I I think this is probably a doe. There'll probably be another doe. Could could be. But it's going to be interesting about the statute of limitations issue. I I, I agree. 94 is a long time, guys. I mean, I... I just, you know, gee, geez, Louise, what? Who knows what Todd Cunin did in 1994? Oh, look, let, me, let me tell you something. <laughs> I am very happy for a statute of limitations and the fact that cats can't talk. I, I just, I'm just telling you that right now. Oh, I don't now. even Uh-oh. want to hear that. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Yeah, I, I will say that appears in in New York. <gasps> or they can't Todd see. Just, Todd just general fraud is a six-year statute of limitations. Yes. What does um, Todd don't know about fraud see? Yeah, the Todd. Uh, yeah, who knows what Todd cats have seen. All I know is they lay on the bed all the time. He gives them the bed first, and then he, after that, it's nothing. So. Okay, let's move on. <laughs> I don't want. Okay, How so anyway, go from R. Kelly to the cats on my bed. I, I don't know. Well, <laughs> nine more women are now coming forward to say that they're victimized by Epstein. Obviously, guess what, guys? There's over five hundred million dollars in the estate uh, to be uh, not be exact, but it was about five hundred and. Oh, I thought I noted it down, but it's it's five hundred thousand, five hundred million plus in the uh, estate. But but talk about this one's going to open up uh, all types of individuals coming forward. Uh, uh, look, oh, five hundred seventy-seven million dollar estate is what it's almost a billion dollar estate. Yeah, yeah. Well, half a this is still substantial amount of money that people are going to pursue. But and again, we were talking about earlier. 
probably a month ago about how his uh, suicide was supposedly a suicide, but that the um, guards are are being what is that? Are they being prosecuted or are they being they, you, will? Well, I mean, uh, Cal, were they being prosecuted or were they being uh, um, the guards disciplined? Being, no, disciplined. they were being prosecuted for false the guards, um, yeah, falsifying the, the, yeah. their records. Yes, that's what it was. Yeah, they were actually facing charges. I was going to say, yeah. if you notice in your laptop show prep packet today, there's a Christmas ornament on there with Epstein's picture on it, and it says this ornament did not hang itself. I'm just putting it out there. Oh, <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah, you, you, Fred, you brought up a point when we were talking about R. Kelly about how the fact that Aaliyah is dead, that's going to affect his ability to defend himself. Um, with regard to the IDs, the Epstein estate, the lawyers there are going to have the same difficulty in that everybody is going to be piling on. Now, not, not I'm not saying that Jeffrey Epstein, if he chose to testify, if he chose to give information, not saying that he would necessarily be believed, but if he were still alive, he may be able to provide his defense attorneys and defense counsel and investigators information if it proves that might factually undercut the claims. Like, for example, let's say it happened on this date and this is where it was. And if he can say, hey, check these records to prove I was on the other side of the country. Well, all of that is now not available. So a lot of allegations are going to be raised for which they don't have Epstein to try to counter. I think it's going to be pulling in more than Epstein. I think it's going to be pulling in. I think some individuals in England might be sued also. Uh, in England, because I think uh, this is going to open up a huge can of worms. And well, but, why is it open now? Because of the extension of the statute of limitations in New York. And because how are they going to apply that to the Brits? And there's a pile of money just sitting there that that's lawyers exactly and others can't wait to get their hands into. I and by the way, they part. the executors of the estate of Epstein have established a voluntary restitution fund to compensate Ep- Epstein's victims. We'll see how that goes. We'll be back next hour. We're going to talk about George Zimmerman. Stay tuned. This is Radio Law Talk. There's more coming up. You have been listening to RadioLawTalk.com, a copyrighted presentation of Radio Law Talk Incorporated. you have to on your life insurance. Hi, I'm John David Wells from the Wells Report. Did you know that life insurance rates have fallen 60% over the past 25 years? Even if you already own life insurance, you should check out the folks at AccuQuote. Since 1986, they've helped millions of people save up to 60% on their life insurance by comparing the rates and features of dozens of top-rated life insurance products. Want some examples? Here's this one. A healthy 50-year-old non-smoker can buy a half million dollars worth of 10-year level term for less than 45 bucks a month. A 60-year-old under 120 bucks a month. 20 or 30 year terms. Even permanent plans are also available. And if you're on medications or have health problems, the experts at AccuQuote will still work with you to find an affordable policy. Nobody does it better than AccuQuote. Call 877-437-5912 right now. That's 877-437-5912. 877-437-5912. Life insurance. AccuQuote. Call them today. Rates, policy, forms, and availability vary by state. 